Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. Football season is in full swing and basketball season is back. There's only one spot you should be heading to get your tickets, and that's Minuteman Tickets. Look, we love Minuteman. They're Ohio guys, they're sports fans, and they're not going to screw you over like other ticketing places. And it's not just football or basketball either. They've got it all. Baseball, hockey, theater, rib cook-offs, it doesn't matter. Hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call, 614-943-3000, and avoid all of the fees. Tell them you heard about them right here on Craft Root Sports, Cincinnati Style. Craft Root Sports, Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next morning, guaranteed. Go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports Cincinnati style. I am Mike. With me as always is Scott. Joe over there behind the computers. Joe, how you feeling this week? What to do, baby? Scott, uh Ravens. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that was surprising was that it was only the Bengals were only ten point dogs going into that game. That's the only surprising thing about that. that it game. took them two passes to get inside the it five was yard line. Real. <laughs> we're gonna get into that. We're gonna Dude, get into Lamar was wearing sunglasses on the sidelines, <laughs> laughing. He hit us with the Thug Life meme oh, on the sidelines. We'll talk all goodness. about Lamar Jackson and how he destroyed the Cincinnati defense. Uh, we'll talk about the Finley, the rise of the Finley era. Uh, <laughs> the rise. <laughs> and also the rumors about the Bengals potentially bringing in the Some quarterback guy. of the future. Some guy. S- stay tuned. Crazy. Teaser. Also, we're into the easy part of the schedule, so we'll break down how the <laughs> Bengals are going to fare throughout the rest of the season. We got some Reds hot stove talk. Uh, I know Joe doesn't want to hear it, but that's what's going to happen. Uh, we're also going to talk some Xavier basketball, UC basketball, UC football. Tons to get to this week. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, let's get right into this bungle stock for this week because <laughs> good Lord, man. I I mean, <laughs> that's a, when it starts out like that. I I knew the Bengals were going to lose that game. I knew, and nobody could have convinced me that the Bengals were going to beat Baltimore. Nobody sane could have thought otherwise, right. right? But did you really think it was going to be that bad? Like that game was over by halftime. It may have been over in the first quarter. It was complete decimation. Yeah, it was. I I jokingly said. After they scored the first touchdown, and they never trailed again, <laughs> and they didn't. But then it was like after they went up two scores, and, and just the way they did it so quickly and effortlessly, I said, "I was like, the Ravens should just treat this like a preseason game. There is zero reason for their starters to be out there after it gets past halftime. Like you, yeah, you risk an you injury really, to these yeah, guys. Yeah. There's no point to it. I mean, 
RG3 was out there throwing <laughs> passes. That's how you knew it's Dude, that type of day. The option play when, when both Lamar, of them were on the field. Yes, when Lamar yeah. pitched it to RG3, I was like, yeah. they are running high Trick school. Plays, they're running man. high school option and gaining 12 yards on the bank. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. It was so brutal it was to watch. Disrespectful. <laughs> I also I I really hope that at some point I will get to a point in my fandom where my team is not the one that is on the other end of somebody else's highlight reel. And <laughs> it this week wasn't that week because Lamar went for arguably one of the best runs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. When, which we had talked about how the Bengals and the fact that there is zero chance at open field tackles was going to really hurt them playing against a, a guy like Lamar. And that was put on display as he was juking people out of their jock strap and <laughs> pressing circle and spinning, and it was Unreal. Uh, that was the 47-yard touchdown run. Thank you, Joe, for bringing that one up in the third quarter. They put him up 35-10. Uh, even going into halftime, like normally at halftime, it's like, all right, they've played bad, but no, there's was, glimmers of hope. Over. This one was from the first quarter. I was like, this is done. Well, and you know what? I thought back more on it like during the game and after the game. So, you know, in the NFL – when teams are in a situation like this where, you know, hey, they might make this quarterback change, it tends to happen on the bye week, right? Yep. Teams want to do it so that, that you know, the second guy yeah, has that weeks. extra week yep. of prep and yada, yada, yada. And on the surface, that sounds like a, a good idea. Like, all things considered, if somebody dropped you down on planet Earth and said, all right, here's how football works and here's what these teams do when they, they're in this situation, you'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes total sense. But then I thought about it more and I'm like, wait a minute, they put in a rookie quarterback against arguably the best team in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Like, arguably, at least the AFC. Right. And, and, you know, possible Super Bowl representative in the AFC. They thought that was a good idea. It, it just, I started thinking through it more and I'm like, what did they do to poor Ryan Finley to like think like I know you had the bye week, but they well, should have waited. You know, you, you mentioned at the top of the show. Well, the, the back half of the schedule becomes the easier part. Right. Despite the extra week of practice, why not put him in against one of the you know the Jets, the Dolphins? Don't put a rookie quarterback up against this. Team. It almost felt like they were like we're halfway through it. Uh, we haven't won a game, so let's just. I, I, this and is I the, get that. The time to it, turn it, the page it, again. It makes sense from logistics of we played exactly half of our season. We have this bye week. It works out all. But then when you say, "But oh wait, we're coming out and we're facing the division team, and it's one of the best teams in the NFL," maybe we shouldn't do it <laughs> this week. Like they could have given Ryan. Uh, I'm that. Thank you. They could have given Ryan for. I almost called him Lochte for a second. <laughs> They could have given Ryan Finley. They could have pulled him out of the pool and just <laughs> was like, get in there. <laughs> Take off that Speedo and throw on some pads, but son. They, they could have given Finley like all of the first team reps during the bye week. Like They could have prepared as if he was going to play and still had Andy Dalton. Because it's not a, as if Andy Dalton needs all the reps. Like right. He's still been a starter long enough that you can throw him in there after saying, all right, well, Finley got all the first team reps, but we don't think he's ready. We're preparing him if we need him later this season. Right. Knowing in your mind, we're going to start him up against one of these teams that we think are much worse off. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the idea that they were like, nope. We're going through with this and we're going to start in the Ravens. I'm like, they did it a total disservice. And, you know, you saw what he looked like. It's like you can't get an accurate evaluation when he's down 14 nothing before he got to blank. Rocking a uh, 20.1 QBR for uh, the game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, like, I legit felt bad for him because it's like, well, what did you want him to do? He, exactly. they, he was put in a position where he had to throw, which is exactly where you don't want him to be. You know, the Bengals which, tried to run. Which they, is amazing, though. But they did run. Yeah, and they, Mixon finally had his best day yes, of the season. Mixon balls out. And it's because, I mean, everybody was just like, go ahead, Finley. See what you – we're just going to drop everybody back in coverage because you can't – we're up by 35 anyway, so screw it. Go ahead and run. Who cares? Well, and at that point, if you're the Bengals – I think that the the light bulb did go off, and they're like, "Oh, we got to protect this kid. Let's just right. play keep. Let's we're down a billion, but let's just play keep away. Let's run out the clock ourselves." I was listening too. to the game on the radio, and it cracked me up because Lapham is talking, and he's like, "Bengals are finally getting this running game going." <laughs> 
talking about, dude? They're they're running a prevent down. Defense. I was gonna say down four scores. Like sure. But I think this was Mixon's first time over 100 yards, and he had to do it on 30-plus carries in order to get over 100, which Ugh. that's not a good look. And I don't, I don't mean to call him out because he'll probably tell me to come and uh, come do it yourself, see how you do. Um, so the, good for you, Mixon. Congrats on that. Uh, but the story of the game clearly was Lamar Jackson. The dude throws for over 200 yards, rushes for 65 uh, he accounts for four total touchdowns in the game. Ugh, just, I mean, we've said before that the defense was kind of the bright spot on this team, and they, they just fell victim to being on the field too much and gave up stuff late. This was just utter domination from the start. Yeah, no, I mean, it, from the word go, it, it never it never appeared as if, and you know, for the first time this season. So we've also talked about the fact that, all right, you know, it's a rookie head coach. He's coming in. Expectations, you know, got to be kind of low. And you're just looking for improvement across the board. But they lost to this same team by six points a few weeks ago. <laughs> they had a bye week. And for the first time, I'm like, bro, this is on you. You had two weeks to prepare for this team. You lost to him by six last time. And you got, and that was on the road. And at home, you just got completely outclassed and outmatched from the word go. It's the first time that I'm like, you know what, Zach Taylor? You, you've got to take a, a heavy heaping of the blame because your call to start Ryan Finley, you know, your two weeks of preparation for this team that you've already played once, like, these are things where it's like I, you start looking at not just the, the personnel because we know what they are, but it's like, you got to start taking some right. of the blame on this one, and I, I point a very big finger at, at coach for this one. Is it the middle one? Because that's what I was pointing. <laughs> as I was well, I mean, it's not the middle one because I mean, again, <laughs> it's all taken with a grain. But it's like it—it it was just so embarrassing when you consider the fact that they lost to the team by six. It's like you, you never made it. Comp- it was never competitive, right? Right, like was, that game was competitive. Like if the games had been flipped, you're thinking, "All right, well, okay, they showed progress. improvement. Right. Yeah, there's exactly. there's something here, and they they put those. It's the opposite, and you're like, "Well, what did they do for those two weeks? And, and you know, did they make the right call by starting Finley? Like, do you know what you're doing yeah. here, man? Like, it's so many question marks around this team. And now we we look ahead to the Raiders uh, this week out in Oakland. Uh, ESPN gives the Bengals a solid. Fifteen and a half percent chance to win this game. <laughs> I, for one, hope that the Raiders win by ten and a half. <laughs> Let's call it eleven, if you will. Yes, yeah, Scott, uh, on our our uh, regular show, picked the uh, the Raiders to cover the ten and a half point spread, which means I, that I the Bengals are going to win at, or, or at, at least, least lose cover. By 10. Yeah, yeah they're, they're probably <laughs> going to firmly lose by ten. It, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but this is a game that at the beginning of the season we looked at this one as like, hey, this is a possible win. Like this is a team because this are, is the stretch outside of the exactly. Right we're the getting into this Patriots. part of the season where you've got the Raiders, the Steelers after that, then they play the Jets, the Browns twice, uh, the Dolphins. The only game that it's like, oh boy, that's that's an automatic L is against the Patriots. Although I feel like nothing we've seen gives any belief that the Bengals can win any of these upcoming I games. I mean, I thought four, si- four wins uh, on the season, and I can't find four among those last like few games. Like, the I mean, Dolphins is the only one that it's like, hmm. The, the Jets, too. Be. Jets, too. I mean, that's another one. <laughs> ESPN that like, predicting Miami 55% chance to win the game against the Bengals. I'm more impressed that they already have the predictor out for them <laughs> weeks, <laughs> weeks away that they've already got the Dolphins. They've like, got, no, they've Dolphins got a, are already... They've got a favor to win this game. Tie in there at 0.4%. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the game. That would be the game that comes out to a 0-0 zero, zero tie. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's like sadly the, the the best thing that happened to the Bengals this week was the fact that the Jets, the Falcons, and all these one-win teams that you know are right there on the heels. That if the Bengals won one, then they fall back as far as, as far as the draft. Yeah, they all won, and so the Bengals are now two games clear of getting the first overall pick in the draft. That's seriously the best thing that happened to them. They're going to screw it up though, right? Like it's, yeah. they're, they're going to screw no, up. No, no, I know. But the the problem is everybody, I know everybody said that and Joey that, well, you know, if the Bengals get the first overall pick, they'll still screw it up. But it's you also have the first overall pick in every round. 
So I mean, it's, it's like it's like yes, they they very well may screw That's up the first true. overall pick in the draft. So they screw but they up also... seven <laughs> first, first round. Picks. Picks. <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, again, they've got that chance though. You right. want to have that chance to screw up seven first round picks in one draft. Uh, I just oh, have no goodness, faith man. anymore in this team. It's, yeah, it's it it's rough. Sucks to be this beaten down, and especially against a team like the Raiders, where it's like. I don't think the Raiders are a good team by uh, any I mean, stretch of the They're four and five, and they've done nothing special. Are they five and four? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I, I was going to say somewhere around there. They're, they're not great is, is yeah. what it comes down to. They're not really great. but The Raiders are what the NFL wants everybody to be, just middling. Right. <laughs> Man, this is – so this is a, a pretty crazy season. As, uh, for as much parody as the NFL wants, there are a lot of garbage teams, the Bengals being one of them. I feel like that happens every year, though. Like This the, bad, though? No, well, okay, so it's not this bad, like, hev- like heavily really weighted, bad. but, I mean, the NFL just in general tends to have, like, a lot of bottom feeders in, in, in any respective year. Like, I mean, I know we're sitting here saying this, but it's like, but don't forget the Lions went 0-16. Like, I mean, yeah. there's been a few seasons here where it was just like, Jesus, man. But you, so I'm I'm counting right now that Joe's got up on the screen. I'm counting, what, six teams that have two wins or fewer? Is that right? Five teams. No, six teams. Six teams with two wins or fewer. It's that's u- terrible, it's man. It's pretty ugly. I mean, that's what, a fifth of your league? <laughs> two wins or less? That means that any given week, it's almost a guarantee that you're watching a matchup that has two, two teams that, that have a combined, <laughs> I was going to say that have a combined <laughs> win total of, you know, two. <laughs> it is. It's. It just seems <clears throat> very strange this season. And there's so many terrible teams that are that are. If you expand it to only three win teams, uh, I mean that's still that's almost a quarter of the the league. It's rough. Uh, but the Bengals are the worst of the worst as of right now, and I, I think that continues this week. I don't think there's any chance of beating the Raiders. Um, looking ahead at that schedule, I mean, I guess they got a shot against the Jets. Maybe. They got a shot against the Dolphins. Could potentially end with two wins, but I, I think they lose both to the Browns. Uh, I, I, still, the I still maintain that they're not going to go winless. Like somewhere in these next few, they're going to find a win. But I, uh, I, two max. Like I, I, I can't see any more than two wins in here, and I, I struggle to pinpoint those because you, you know, you point at the Jets and the Dolphins, but. Both teams have found a way. They're on fire. Yeah, I was going to say. They're on fire. straight, baby. They found a way to win in a couple, you know, out of these last few weeks. So, I don't know, man. It's it's rough. Well, is the answer a changing quarterback? Because there have been a lot of rumors going around since an announcement came out this week that Colin Kaepernick was going to be holding a workout. Uh, The NFL was doing a workout that uh, every team was invited to, and Colin Kaepernick was going to be working out. And a lot of... Posts have come out. A lot of writers have said Kaepernick would be a good fit in Cincinnati. Five teams that could use Colin Kaepernick right now, and Cincinnati was mentioned in every single article. Uh, Do they take a chance on Cap at this point? What do you got to lose, right? I mean, like, that's the only thing that... As much as I want Cap to get back in the league, and I mean, I'll be happy for him no matter where he ends up, I just don't think it makes sense for this team because... I said it all off season, and it's bearing the fruit. Is that you came in with this rookie head coach, and you had the chance to like clean house personnel wise, but you hung on yeah. to all these guys, and and you know now it's like, you know, we, we didn't even talk about that. Where it's like, is is AJ Green making a business decision because it went from, you know, that was another thing with the head coach where it's like he didn't know. That AJ Green wasn't playing right, until right. he like got to the press conference, <laughs> and there's miscommunication there. So it's like, so does is AJ Green really hurt? I, I personally believe that if this team was competitive, he'd be out there. But it's to the point for AJ Green where he's like, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not risking it. it. Like, not that he's not like he's still hurt. Right, right, but if if the circumstances were different surrounding the team, I feel like he'd be out there playing. Whereas he looks around, and it's like, I mean, this team's we've winless. seen it. we've seen him on the sidelines in those games where it's like he doesn't want to be out there right now. There's no way he's going to milk this injury all year long. I, I mean, and I, again, I don't, I don't want to. I, I don't say milk, no. I know but, what you mean. Yeah, like it's like you you got to be real delicate. It's like right. you don't want to accuse the guy of 
purposely sitting out and like anything. He's, but I mean, it's like this to me is an ultimate business decision. Like he's just like it's Kawhi in San Antonio is what this is. Load management. <laughs> <laughs> like nah, 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 nah. No. I'm not getting out there if I if I ain't got to be. Like Wait, I'm I'm 97 percent, bro. You want so. me, you want me to get hit right now? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm like, good. I'm only 97 percent. I don't want to go out there and, and tweak something. But I I totally get it though. If you're him. Why would you, if you're not right. absolutely 100% pain-free, go out there and risk re-injuring yourself and potentially screwing up what's left of your career? I mean, he's not getting any younger. He's already right. on the wrong side of 30. So I get it for him. But again, these are the things that you had to kind of think of coming into this season where it was like, you could move on from these guys and it wouldn't have affected you, but here you are. And here we are with the Bengals likely taking another L against the uh, Raiders. So Yeah, so Kaepernick, I don't know if it's a fit. It doesn't make much sense just with the structure of the team. I mean, at this point, it's just sort of like a, yep, why not? Let's throw some spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. <laughs> have have Kaepernick come in. Andy Dalton's leaving anyways. Finley's not going to be any good. Let's have Kaepernick come in and start for a year or two and uh, you know let Burrow sit underneath Kaepernick next year <laughs> until he's ready to go. <laughs> Let's talk uh, – can we talk some Reds real quick, some hot stove? Because Nobody's more excited than you. Let's do it. Baseball season never ends, baby. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Baseball season never ends. Uh, and this week, crazy stuff going down. The Reds are expected to be very active this winter, so I'm expecting a lot of hot stove talk. Uh, Derek Dietrich, uh, crowd favorite. Everybody loved him this year. He had his crazy antics, uh, you know, sleeveless shirts and bug outfit and like whatever. He was outrighted to Louisville. He's gone. <laughs> I mean, the dude struggled at the end of the year, so I, I get that move. Uh, the, the Reds now have five open spots on the 40-man roster, and there's been a lot of rumors circulating as to who they're going to go after. Two of the names that keep coming up, D.D. Gregorius and Yasmani Grandal. Didi makes sense. I get that one. You need some middle infield help. You need a, a consistent shortstop. That that one makes sense. Why would you go after Grandal? Like that doesn't. I, the dude got traded because Votto was blocking him at first. His other position is catcher, and Tucker just signed an extension like last year. So I don't understand why he would be any type of fit for this team. But they are like everybody is predicting. Those two are going to come to come back to the Reds. They're going to boomerang back to the Reds. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but I mean, again, it makes sense with just their mo of, well, we're just trying to sign the best guys regardless of position. Like it just, hey, let's be in competition for the best free agents. Period. And and that's like we're like just from a pure, we're trying to get better. Doesn't matter what the position is. Doesn't matter the fit. We'll figure that out. We're just trying to sign players that are good. So like, I get it from that standpoint. Only because what have they been doing for the past two off seasons? Like <laughs> nobody knows. Like there doesn't seem to be a plan. So you might as well just play a video game with it and be like, "Hey, the guys at the top of the list. I'm just going to try to sign them." Well, and that's what it is. Uh, Didi and Yasmani are uh, ranked. They're both in the the top twelve, I think, mm-hmm. of free agents this year. The other name that keeps coming up is Marcelo Zuna. That one makes sense because you have a, a young outfield. Yeah, yeah. At least you get a, a decent outfielder that that can produce for you right away so out of those three names i would rank my wish list as like ozuna one dd two yasmani three See, i would still think uh, i would still think dd is one and because i mean you got they've had the gluttony of outfielders and uh, outfielders but they're young guys like you have winker you've got uh, who else? Nixon Zell out there. So they're younger. What about your boy, Mr. Mr. Home Run every... Double A, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Home Run every bad until not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Aquafina. Our steed is Aquafina? Let's, let's, let's just pay attention to the first half of his season. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, when, cool, when, cool. When cool. I was <laughs> clamoring for like, ah, he could be rookie of the year if he played the whole season. <laughs> boy, that took a big downturn. Didn't that didn't age well. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I, I still think that, like, Didi would be the... He's the best all-around player out of the three. Uh, Ozuna, the problem with him is, like, oh, his defense really tanked. And, and I guess in left field... Who cares about defense? Red. I don't care. Go yeah, ahead. No, Just give me the hits, baby. <laughs> Y'all love Adam Dunn, so dingers, I know you don't baby. care about Give me defense. them dingers. <laughs> all about them dingers. Who wants to see me hit some dingers? <laughs> yeah, I get it. But uh, I would still rank Didi first and then Ozuna. And then, yeah, Grandel seems to be the least... 
it just doesn't make fit, sense yeah. to bring him back into the fold. I just love that the the two names that came out first were former Reds players that they got rid of previously. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, don't worry. We're going to go ahead and no, bring no, them back. No, no, We're gonna but bring also, back. not just got rid of, drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drafted okay. both of them <laughs> and got rid of them. Like, the Reds have a history of drafting good guys, but then them never, ever actually playing for the Reds. Real ridiculous. Uh, uh, Freddie Galvis also was, was signed uh, this week, so... There's another name. That's another name that it's like, what's this Freddy guy going to What's he going to do? Like, he was all right, I guess, towards hey, the end of the he's year. He's just a, a guy. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't really make much sense to have him, uh, you know, he's turning 30. <laughs> this, uh, he's actually, already 30? Yeah, he just turned 30. Uh, after the show uh, drops, he, he had just turned 30. <laughs> that's that's so weird because it's like, I mean, I, I feel like I've... I feel Paid attention to his whole career, but if you ask me how old he was, I'd be like, I don't know, 24? Like, he seems like he's been around forever, but isn't really that old. He's in San Diego, Philadelphia. Okay, but there again, so you sign Freddie Galvis, who can play shortstop, and you're trying to bring in Didi Gregorius, who is a shortstop. The the moves and, like, where positions are lining up just don't make sense. I think you've got it right. And, it's- and Jose Iglesias is... Basically, the shortstop. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Iglesias is there. I, it, I just don't get it. I feel like the Reds' front office is just like, we're making moves, we're doing things, and it's like, okay, but, but why? They're just moves. Look <laughs> at the moves. Gonna, well, they're, they're that, and it's also like Little League Baseball where they're like, hey, you just have to have skill. We'll find a position for you. It doesn't matter what position you play. Just be good at baseball, and we'll figure out a spot in the everyday lineup for you. Doesn't matter. Look, the most athletic kid plays pitcher. Yep, sounds like baseball. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I'm, I'm excited to keep up with the Reds' hot stove. I mean, I'm, all, I'm here all the way for some baseball talks. I mean, I hope the Reds keep doing stuff they're gonna do, so that I can talk. Well, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to do stuff. They're going to throw it out there, and they're going to finish maybe 500 next year. For well, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you got $100 million owed to Joey Votto until 2023, so what can you actually really do? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Open up them pocketbooks. Who cares? <laughs> do it. Do You're whatever. very hamstrung. Eh, it's not that bad. That's really the only big contract on the books for the Reds, right? No, I know, but I mean, it, it. it's still one that's like their albatross. Like, it's like it precludes them from doing a lot of other things because that one thing. It's just like we absolutely cannot move this contract and we have to play him every day because of the numbers. But based on, like, especially the last two seasons, you're like, what are you getting? Do you think Joey Votto continues his weird check swing, warm-up swing next year? Or do you think he comes up with something different? Because that was the weirdest thing to watch him do I, that I, weird... I mean, I just think he should just go back to just trolling fans. I mean, that's the be- he's the best at that right now. He is pretty like, good that's, at that. That's that his is, best that's skill good, at this yeah. point. That's when Joey Votto's at well, his best. Taking a walk and trolling fans. <laughs> uh, let's get into some Xavier hoops uh, and talk about XU. Maybe. He went out there and zipped them up at the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm back on board with that drop. Dynamite. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Real thugs. Uh, Xavier, just a kill machine lately. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Woof. <laughs> Golly, man. Uh, this the, the Muskies win their first two games, and admittedly, I mean, they, they won, I think each won by 20 points, but still dropped two places in the rankings. Which the I only didn't understand. team in the top 25 to drop it, after winning both of their games. I really, really didn't weird. understand how you dropped them down after winning by 20, basically by 20 both times. Uh, they go out and play Missouri, and, you know. Well, they also, like, since we've been on, they, they played Siena on Friday. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot yeah. about the Siena game already. Yeah, they played, you know, they played Siena and handled them, and then, you know. Night before last played Missouri, but Missouri was Missouri was much more uh, the Xavier we've come to expect and know and deal with over our tenure as as fans and and having gone there, just get out to a lead, look like game, things are in hand, then fall in love with the three ball. And <laughs> this team has never like since I've been a fan never been had any really consistent three point shooters. Now they might have one or two guys 
every so often yeah, that are yeah. like, all right, they can knock down threes. You know, you think of Two Holloway and you know guys like that, where it's like, yeah, they can hit threes. Redford. That's the that's the one yeah, that always but comes up. The, but they've never, you know, they've never been like a Villanova where it's like, oh, there's three or four guys that you know they're lights out from three. Right. If you, if you leave them over, they're dead. But they have all the guys who love to shoot the threes. <laughs> and now that they've especially now that they've expanded to the NBA three point line yeah. in college, it's like even worse. So it's like they fell in love with it the other you know night against Missouri. <laughs> And just brick after brick and brick city. And next thing you know, it's like, there's a five-minute drought here. Yep. They let Missouri back in the game. And, you know, it, they ended up winning. And it's like, oh, it's one of those gritty, like, ugly wins. And sure, they're still undefeated. But it's just like, man, I really wish that they would just not do that. Because it ends up dooming them, like, later on when it matters. Where they, you know, falling in love with jump shots. Where it's like... yeah. And when we're not falling and they're not doing what, you know, they're supposed to be doing, you just are like, all right, well, clamp down and just get an easy bucket. And they can't do it or won't do it or they're so in love with the jump shot that they just don't. It's such a weird philosophy. And I feel like, you know, you you bring up the point that we've this is the Xavier team we've come to expect since being there and. And yeah, this has transcended coaching changes. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel it just like it keeps being a it's thing. It's just an ingrained philosophy. And the fact that Xavier never goes outside of the same coaching tree to, to hire out, like, it went Thad to uh, Sean Miller uh, to Mac and now to Travis Steele. All of them have been involved in that same, like, it, it's just been this, like, straight line tree. It's like, uh, Alabama family tree that's just straight. <laughs> There's no branches. What well, I mean, to it. It, it's successful. So it's like on it one works, hand, I was like, right, you don't know what it, it works. But, but it's like, it, it but works that really philosophy. great. It, it works really great too. Like all of them have like, all right, we're going to clamp down on defense, which is great. Like, right, you know I mean? right. But it's like that offense thing. It's like depending on the personnel, they can put up scores in bunches, but then they just have these long cold spells and like they don't have like. They they rarely have, if they do, like a go-to guy that can break a dry spell. Right. Like they have a bunch of guys that are like, all right, I'm going to be the guy. And they just start chucking things up. And they try to shoot their way out of it. And it just never quite works because they've never had like great shooters. They have really good shooters, but not great. And so they're, they've always been kind of susceptible to these droughts. And, you know, when it happens at the wrong time against the wrong team, then they, you know, end up losing you know, with Missouri, right? They were able to hold them off, but I just—it's like this is what ultimately makes me pause. And once it's like, oh, this is why they dropped two spots because maybe the voters are like, yeah, yeah, they won, but yeah, Xavier's gonna Xavier at some point. But they dropped after winning by twenty. This one and Joe just had it up. The only three pointer that they made in the second half was uh, Najee Marshall's three pointer to tie it. That was the yeah. only three pointer. And if I'm not mistaken, as Joe is cycling through, I think I saw that they're thirteen of sixty three on the year from behind the arc holy crap that is terrible you know the saying live by the arc die by the arc xavier just continues to die by the arc yeah and i mean like and you can tell them that stat too and they're like well we've got to get better or you know we'll just not shoot them but they they still just get in like all of them we'll just get three we gotta check them we gotta check them up baby one of them was like all right I'm gonna be the one to break break us out of this, and they're just like, no, you're not, and they just keep bricking them until the next thing you know, you know, the other team clamps down and comes back, and it makes the game closer than it needs to be. It's just it is 13 of 63 on the year. Infinitely frustrating, man. First what's all, what's that percentage? What what is that percentage when you look at that? Not good. 20, 20.6. Oh my god, 20 percent as a team from three point range uh, in your first three games. Yeah, in three games. Two of which were against, you know, gimmies. Rust. It's rust, baby. That's all this <laughs> yeah. is. It's just Off-season rust. rust. <laughs> kick, it, kick that rust off. Just keep chucking them up. They'll fall. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but 3-0, that's the important thing. Yeah, um, no, I mean, they're getting Ws, but it just... And this was a win. The first two are obviously wins. It, it, we talked about Xavier's out-of-conference schedule is complete garbage uh, outside of, you know, Wake Forest, which they always play Cincinnati. Yeah, and, and then this the, Missouri game. The crosstown shootouts. Quickly approaching. Right. It's like next week almost. <laughs> Basically. I mean, we, we are going to blink and it's going to be here because right. it's the 7th of December. So uh, so let's talk about a little UC basketball as they uh, continue to uh, 
bounce play basketball. Back. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about them this year. They they continue to play basketball. I mean, <laughs> UZ had obviously the the game against Ohio State fared a lot better than what we thought, and then For since sure. then have have done very well on their season. This is a team that I'm surprised hasn't gotten any votes uh, for the top 25. They have one win. That's still better. They're faring <laughs> very well. <laughs> Against Aubrey. They, they did beat Aubrey handily, though. That's what I'm saying. Okay. They look, they're looking good. Like, this is a team. Also, uh, this is releasing on Friday. I'm assuming that they're winning their next game, too. Oh. So- <laughs> My bad. It's Alabama A&M, so I'm guessing they win that one by like 25. You also run the risk of them having not won that one and sounding what? even dumber. That is crazy because there is no way that a team from a major conference would lose to a team like Alabama A&M. Like, that's... Uh, uh, uh. What's up, UK? How you doing? How you doing, I know, It's UK? like a 16 beating a 1. That never happens. How you Bless doing, you, BBN? You. <laughs> you good, BBN? UK at home. That Ooh. is the one thing that Xavier fans and UC fans can come together on and celebrate together is UK losing to Evansville. Oh, at my home. God. Oh, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. Like, end the basketball season now. I don't even care about anything else. That, <laughs> that was my March Madness right there. It's done. I don't even care. It's over. Season's done. Um, Cincinnati, uh, they get their first win. Uh, under the new regime here in town by beating Drake uh, and likely beat Alabama A&M as well. <laughs> we'll just edit over that. If they, if they didn't, it'll just be me being like, no, we won't. <laughs> I was going to say, no, we won't. It's, it's as is. So just like, God, these guys are dumb. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, but anyways, so they're they're looking fairly strong. Uh, this is a team that I could see getting some votes. I I really thought they were going to get some votes this week, so I was kind of surprised that they didn't. And uh, going into next week, I wouldn't be surprised if UC is at least in the conversation for that top twenty-five. I think by the time the shootout rolls around, UC and Xavier are both going to be ranked. Uh, maybe because yeah, I how far out did we say that UC was from the top twenty-five? Were they like? 27 or something like that. No, like they weren't even receiving votes at this point. Like, oh, so they're okay. not they're not in that mix, but you still have until the 7th, so you've got a couple weeks. Sure. So some, some but I just, statement I games. I guess against... it, it, would, it would help just to know, like, if they, you know, because they do those top 100 rankings or whatever. It's just like to see how far away they were just in the voters' eyes of, well, are they mid-30s or are they, you know, 40? Like, how far do they have to go to, like, kind of inch their way up there? Like, who all needs to lose to, like, you know, garner enough votes, I guess. Yeah, so they haven't – they didn't get even a vote to get in the top 25, and there were about 18 more, so they're probably in the 40 in range. the 40 range. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's an outside chance, but I'm, I have a feeling, you know, assuming Evanston doesn't just go and take down all the top 25 – that, uh, you know, they'll be just, like, on the outside looking in. Like, it'll be like, oh, they're on the cusp of being ranked. Like, they'll be Which receiving sucks. votes. I really want them to be in the top 25 because if they're on that cusp and then they're playing the shootout against the ranked Xavier team, that's prime. Like, that's set up perfectly sure. for them to beat Xavier and jump into the top 25 and knock Xavier out of the top 25. And then I just start wrecking stuff. Well, I have I a just feeling that's just how tables. it's going to be. I don't know. <laughs> It's, just, it's, it's all set up. We always know that the, whoever the favored team is. Yeah, it's is never. It's, <laughs> well, while we're talking about UC, should we hop over to football? I think we should talk a little UC football. Uh, although there's not much to change here with UC football. Uh, college football rankings come out. UC football still the highest ranked group of five team. They squeaked by UConn. <laughs> <laughs> just barely, <laughs> barely beat UConn uh, with that. What was it? Forty-eight to three was 48 the final. To three. So they covered. <laughs> yeah, we weren't sure if they were going to cover. <laughs> they covered by quite a bit. <laughs> but that was one of the we were like, oh, they you know they could win by thirty-one, and it's still like wow. Sure, uh, clearly covered that game. Uh, so the big matchup, though, the one we've talked about all year, South Florida this week. <laughs> Not really. This isn't that big of a match. No, no, no. I mean, we talked about it like at the beginning of the year. I know it is less, like, but it's like right. this is this is still though 
one of the matchups in their conference that yeah. it's like, regardless of what's happened with South Florida this year, you know, it, I think it's, it's still a matchup that it's like, all right, they need to make sure that they, they win this game. It's more you, you're going to get progressively harder over the next three weeks. South Florida isn't that great. Temple after that is a little bit better. And then Memphis. And then end the season with Memphis, right. uh, which that's going to be an interesting game as you as you get into that one because that could be – this is a possibility, and I don't know how the tiebreakers work in the West, but that could be a game where you play Memphis the last game of the season and then have to turn around and play them again in the American Championship. Because like, there's a bunch of teams in the West that are all sitting at one loss, uh, and it's very possible that Memphis could end up being that number one team on that side, and you see have to play them two weeks in a row, basically, and you never want to do that. That I sounds like terrifying. That ridiculous. Yeah, well, especially since, you know, beating a team two times in a row is next to impossible. Right. And beating it two times once in a season is hard, but it, two right, weeks in a two row. Two weeks in a row, that's insane. Uh, so that is kind of the storyline that I'm keeping an eye on is how that's going to shake out on the West. Uh, you've got... Navy is playing Notre Dame this week, uh, which is going to be a, a fairly good game, but I'm, for selfish reasons, hoping that Navy loses that one. So they're going to have two losses. So that takes them kind of out of that conversation. Uh, and then you still have SMU and Memphis then battling for that top spot in the West. I, I mean, regardless of who UC plays, I still think it comes down to the American champion is going to a New Year's Six Bowl. Like, that's, that's how the rankings are all shaping up. Uh, current prediction right now, uh, and I think this was the same one as last week. Uh, the Cotton Bowl, uh, they, they are predicting UC against Utah in the Cotton Bowl. <sighs> Still just so meh. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just like, oh, okay, cool. Go back to that prediction, though, real quick, Joe, because what, what I find interesting about that, though, is if Utah is in the Cotton Bowl uh, and they had them ranked at, like, number seven at that point, who do they have in the playoffs? They've got Ohio State, Clemson, LSU and Georgia, so they've got the Pac-12 getting shut out of the playoffs in their current uh, projections. Well, yeah, because that's the top four currently. But that's stupid because you're you got to assume that LSU or Georgia lose in the uh, they're going the SEC off, title. Well, so yeah, the college football predictions are what they are. Then, huh? No, you assume that one of those teams loses. So basically, it's, one of them not, is getting knocked out of the That's not what they're doing. Playoffs. They're going with the exact rankings. This is garbage is what it is. They need to forecast how this is going to shake out because Georgia is going to lose that SEC championship game, and they're getting knocked out. Give me my predictions based on what is likely going to happen, not this <laughs> BS as to what these garbage rankings are as of right now. Uh, ooh, Alabama, Oklahoma, and the Sugar Bowl? Hmm. You okay with these garbage rankings then? I mean, I'm cool with that game. I'd like to watch that <laughs> one. I'd be cool watching that one. Although, Or an Oregon-Minnesota Rose Bowl? Nah. Nobody Hard wants pass. to see Hard that. Pass. What, what, what about the Orange Bowl with uh, Penn State and Wake Forest? Mm, also hard pass. Wait, how does Wake Forest get in there? Second ACC team? No, the Orange Bowl at that point. Where, where do they have Notre Dame going then? Because Notre Dame gets that ACC uh. Bowl tie-in. So Notre Dame should get that Orange Bowl bid. If Clemson goes to the playoffs, the number two ACC team or Notre Dame would go to the Orange Bowl. Why would you not take Notre Dame and you take Wake Forest? Get the hell out of here. ESPN's drunk. This is stupid. Okay, so back to local. (laughs) (laughs) The local content. uh... Sorry for the But yeah, UC don't get caught in trap games these next two weeks before Memphis. For sure. Huge. Yeah, these these two weeks. This is where you test to find out how good of a coach Fickle really is. Well, no, and I mean, it's like, because if you do, (laughs) the drop-off is going to be so substantial. Ooh, it's going to be ugly. Like, you're going to go from one of these, like, name bowls to the PapaJohns.com's, you know, Little Caesars Bowl. It's, I've, I've I feel like if you don't get this, if you don't get this New Year's Six Bowl, if there's a, a loss to either US, uh, UCF, USF, or Temple, uh, it's Belk Bowl. Like that's where yeah. you're, you're going. Like you're you're going to hit one of those bowls. The Liberty, the Liberty one, <laughs> Belk yeah. Bowl, in the, Nashville. One of the ones nobody wants to play oh, in, where it's still cold. Like you don't even yeah. get to experience good weather. Ugh, that sounds. So it's like it's so crucial to and win it, these next two. And this is where we'll find out how good of a coach Fickle is because this is where you have to because all of these kids are looking ahead to that Memphis game. Like for that's, sure, that's the game that you gotta win and likely have to beat them twice. <laughs> Sounds so terrible. 
<laughs> oh shoot. I I'm really excited to see how this all shakes out though for UC coming up because it would be as somebody who you know, I'm not a huge UC football fan, but it would be good for the area to see them get into a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, because Xavier doesn't like directly compete with them. Like I don't have a problem with them doing whatever. I mean, it's nice to see them competing for these big name bowls versus right being in a belk bowl or whatever. You know, the outback <laughs> screwless <laughs> You know, auto zone bowl, like it just like one of those weird name bowls where it's like one of those bowls (laughs) that have like 15 different sponsors and then throw (laughs) dot com at the end. And it's like, okay, go daddy. (laughs) It's one of those bowls that's from an actual company, though, not like the NCAA when they got oh, yeah, duped into signing the deal with the the bowl (laughs) with a company that doesn't exist. Yeah. How would you like to go to that bowl where it's like, oh, we're playing for the sham bowl. This is it doesn't even it's not a real sponsor. Uh before we get out of here, do you want to do that hockey real quick and give a cyclones update for us? Yeah, let's do that. All right, you uh you hit us with a little cyclones update. Do that hockey, Scott, because you are the hockey expert on this show. <laughs> You're just gonna put me on the spot there, huh? Okay. <laughs> He's going to be that guy. He's going to be that guy. I just want you to be the Chance the Rapper. Hey, bro. Saturday is Batman night. What? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Saturday are you is serious? Batman night. That sounds amazing. I mean, if you're into Batman. Yeah. You're not into Batman? I mean, he's okay. I'm I mean, a, I know I'm you're a big Spider-Man. I'm a big Marvel guy. But, I, you know, as of all the DC guys, you know, I do. I don't mind. Uh, Joe, Joe mentioned that he might go to Dollar Beer Night here uh, against the Americans on uh, Thursday night. So the, Joe just went to the Dollar Beer Night uh, last night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he hadn't decided. He's undecided if he went to the beer this, night or This not. whole timing thing and I, Yeah, no, that's, I don't know why he tries to do it. It's like trying to pretend that we're not recording on a Wednesday <laughs> and releasing on a Friday. Like, it's, it's whatever. Like, there's only so much we can do, but whatever. You know, they, they won their last two. So, you know. They, Dude, they got WWE night coming up, too. That's another, that's another promotion that I'd kind of be. Mick Foley? Is going to be there? Wait, Mick Foley and Mark Henry. And Mark Henry are going to be at the game. The world's strongest man? She. <laughs> uh, the only way to get a chance to meet Mick Foley and Mark Henry is through an exclusive pregame meet and greet. I also didn't realize that they're wearing Batman jerseys on these Batman nights. So. Dude, they do it all out. When it's a theme night, they go all out. Do you remember last year when they did the Mighty Ducks series and they wore like yeah. the Mighty Ducks uh, jerseys? Oh, there's a... There's you could a, add to a bobblehead. Puck Chop as Batman. That's a legit wow. bobblehead, bro. That's a real good... Why has he got buck teeth? That's Puck Chop. He's, it's like the, the hockey player that lost his tooth. Yeah, but he doesn't have any lost teeth. He's just got a buck tooth. That's puck chop. <laughs> but those are that's not lost. The teeth are still there. It's just gap tooth. Uh, go to the uh, oh yeah that okay that view the the bobblehead does not do that justice. The no, bobblehead makes it yeah. look like he's got a gap tooth. He's not uh, that one. It's like oh yeah he's, he's missing, missing his front a tooth. tooth. Cool. Right. Also look at those stats for puck chop. Six two five thirteen. He weighs five thirteen. We that's a big boy. <laughs> His favorite movie is Babe, Chicken Little, and Gordy. Who <laughs> love, writes these I love things? Minor league sports. They're so <laughs> damn good. That's so good. Uh, I never realized that uh, Twister also is missing a tooth. I never noticed that before. I never did either. That's brand new for it's me. It's got to be new. That's that has to have. First of all, I don't think I've ever noticed that Twister had teeth. That no, I definitely <laughs> knew that. Like, I mean, you know, he's, he's always had that grin, but I don't ever remember the tooth missing. Yeah, that like, was that's completely new. I for played me. in a mascot hockey game uh, or a mascot broomball game against Twist uh, against Twister, and I don't remember that tooth being missing. They're twelve and seven. That's all. Where are they ranking uh, currently in the... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. They've played 12 games. They're 7-4. and <laughs> Jesus. Doing that hockey. <laughs> they're 7-4-1. They're and one. <laughs> I hope people are tuning in just for our hockey updates because they're like, oh, God. 
You ever listen to this Cincinnati style? These two bozos don't know a thing about hockey, and they try to talk it, and it is hilarious. We found our niche, baby. That's our niche. We should. This show should just be Cyclones hockey. Oh my god! Unfounded. We have no idea what we're talking about as it relates to it. We're just going to talk about the mascot missing a tooth. It's going to be great. That's the whole. That's the whole show. Next next week, we're going to be like, wait a minute, is a cyclone missing a tooth? Never seen that before. <laughs> Let's just recap real quick the Cyclones talk we've done on the show. We introed that we wanted to get into Cyclones talk. We talked about minor league hockey mascots for a good 10 minutes. Talked about Batman <laughs> night and WWE night. And then I blundered the standings by looking at games played versus the actual <laughs> schedule. We've done that hockey. <laughs> Oh, we also debated whether or not Joe was actually at the game because we're future <laughs> guessing. Uh, God. What a, uh, that's it's my been a new, show. That's my new favorite way to end the show, just doing that hockey. <laughs> <laughs> every week, we attempt to talk hockey? We are going to nail it every single time we talk about Cyclones oh hockey. If, if anything, it's going to be entertaining as hell. That's all you got to worry about. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We have fun doing this. We hope you guys enjoy listening. Uh, be sure to follow the show in between shows at Crafty Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. We've got a Q and A show that we're dropping at the end of this month. A new monthly series that we're doing. So if you've got any questions, Cincy sports related or not, doesn't matter. Make them hockey related. Four four zero thirty seven drunk is the drunk line that you can hit up. Text that number. You can shoot us a Twitter DM, Facebook message, whatever. Uh, get your questions in. We're going to be dropping that show at the end of November here. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Till next week. Cheers, everybody. Peace. We out. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.